I'm Sandra Smith. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Ainsley Earhart. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. I'm Trey Angst. The CDC is set to release new guidelines for reopening schools amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The Biden administration has to, one, figure out how to satisfy the teachers union that supported the president, two, uh, come out with these guidelines that actually safely get kids back to school, and three, change the mindset that candidate Biden set up that going back to school could cause a massive spread of the coronavirus. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. With vaccinations increasing across the United States, the federal government will put out guidelines for how and when parents can send their kids back to school. The topic has been debated in Washington and asked about extensively during White House press briefings. According to reports, schools will be able to reopen only if they apply recommended mitigation tactics to slow the spread of COVID-19. The Biden administration has basically gone full force during the campaign saying that within the first 100 days, he would have Uh, schools reopened uh, for parents to to ease that burden on them. This is Fox News and Fox Business correspondent Edward Lawrence. Uh, Now, in practice, what's happened is uh, the schools have have been slow to reopen uh, in this administration. In fact, from the White House, in the briefing, the, the press secretary came out and said that the president, Biden, expects to have schools open at least one day a week by April 30th. Uh, and, and that it, it caused some kind of friction uh, across the nation. Parents that I've talked with were very upset that their kids are not going to go back to school sooner than that in some areas. Um, you know, I can tell you Montgomery County, Maryland, for example, has been a uh, virtual all year, this entire school year. Now, March 1st, they're doing a phased-in approach to get kids back into school. Uh, the D.C. public schools tried to get schools started last week. The system made room for 15,000 students to come in. They have 52,000 in the whole system, but only 10,000 showed up. So, so President Biden has a number of issues in getting kids back into school. One, uh, to satisfy the teachers union that supports the president. And that's something that uh, Representative Jim Jordan had said recently uh, today. Actually, Jim Jordan came out and said that the teachers union and politicians are basically the only ones who don't want kids to go back to school. So the Biden administration has to, one, figure out how to satisfy the teachers union that supported the president, two, uh, come out with these guidelines that actually safely get kids back to school, and three, change the mindset that candidate Biden set up that going back to school could cause a massive spread of the coronavirus. And that's what they're facing now. They sort of created this monster uh, where kids are not going back to school and they're having trouble moving now, pivoting, going back to that direction and getting kids, in in fact, in the classroom. What role are vaccinations playing in all of this? I know that this is a big issue for teachers unions to ensure that educators who want a vaccine can get a vaccine before they need to be back in the classroom. And we also know that right now kids in the United States are not being vaccinated based on the guidelines put forth by the CDC about who should receive a vaccine right now. So, I mean, what does that look like and and how is the issue of vaccinations playing into this conversation? Their kids cannot get vaccinated. The FDA has not approved a vaccine for children under 16 years old. Um, One of the vaccines, uh, I believe it's Pfizer, can be used for 16 and, and older. No, I'm sorry, Moderna can be used for 16 and older. Pfizer or Moderna. One of the two vaccines can be used for 16 and older. But the issue is kids can't be vaccinated right now. The FDA has not approved a vaccine for children. 
teachers can be vaccinated. And in a lot of school systems uh, are pushing now, the teachers unions are pushing to get teachers uh, moved up in the priority. Now, a number of states have already done that. They put teachers up to the close, of the, to the top of the priority list to get their vaccinations first. This was at the heart of the issue uh, in um, Chicago in reopening schools. The Chicago Union basically said they're not going to reopen schools unless teachers get vaccinated fully. Uh, they did work out a deal there. They have an agreement now where, where teachers are going back to school. They are moved up in the priority uh, in the Chicago area to get their vaccinations and they'll make accommodations for teachers that have underlying conditions that cause them issues going back to school. But the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, actually came out and said that uh, teachers do not have to be vaccinated and kids can go back to school safely. Uh, She pointed to the fact that it's frankly being done by private schools across the country. They're already in school, in-person learning, following the CDC guidelines for separation of at least uh, six feet, also so uh, to wear masks during the school day. So, so those mitigation processes are in place in private schools and some public schools across the nation are actually open for in-person too, but more of the private schools are open and the CDC director is saying that, that it can be done and that's a blueprint for it. You've been talking with parents across the country who are affected by these school closures and the fact that students are still learning at home. Talk to me about the snowball effect of all of this and what it means for parents who maybe can't afford childcare, for example, but still need to be working, and also for students in the United States that don't have access to top-level technology or Wi-Fi that gives them the ability to easily access an online education. Yeah, and that's that's the heart of the concern, that second part, the, 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 stu- the lower-income students that maybe don't have the technology, that can't get the computers, that can't find the Wi-Fi to get on and learn every single day. That is the big issue for a number of the, the former uh, Secretary of Education's um, that, that I've heard parents are very concerned about getting their kids back into school. So the ripple effect is this. One, parents can't go to work. They can't do their jobs. Uh, you have, let's say, a two-parent household. One parent has to stay home so the child can learn virtually. That's if you have a, a child who's you know, in that kindergarten, maybe first grade, elementary school, maybe even in the middle school range. You can't leave them at home by themselves and, and, and guarantee that they're going to actually do their work. So parents are having to stay home. We're actually seeing it in the job market. Um, the Federal Reserve uh, releases a beige book. That's their indicators of what the uh, economy is doing in various districts around the country. And companies are reporting to the Federal Reserve that they can't get the employees they need. They're turning down jobs because they have to stay at home to make sure their kids learn and teach their kids. So it's having an effect on the labor market. It's having an effect on parent stress, frankly. Uh, and it's also having an effect on, on kids being in front of screens, you know, eight hours a day in some cases. Uh, and that has a number of different effects that some psychologists are concerned about. Uh, you know, going back to the low income, that's also another uh, issue here. You have low income children that don't have access. And there's a number of educators that I've talked with who are actually concerned that there's a whole generation of kids that are falling behind because they frankly can't get an education. Uh, and they're going to be left behind socially. They're going because they can't be with their other friends. They're going to be behind educationally because they can't get uh, the tools they need to get a proper education. You've been listening to Fox News and Fox Business correspondent Edward Lawrence. We'll be right back. 
Yeah, I wanted to dig down on that issue, the challenges that students are facing. I imagine even for a student that has access to top-level technology and is able to quickly jump on a Zoom call and Skype into a classroom, for example, it would be easy to, to do that, but the actual way that they're learning and the lack of social interaction and just having to learn things off of a computer screen, we went through the education system in the United States, you and I, and we know that it's a lot of it has to do with in-person learning and the ability to walk up to a teacher's desk and engage on a, a math problem or a question a student might have on, on an English test. So, I mean, how does that play out in the, the coming months to transition students back to school? I mean, is this an issue that parents are, are concerned about, not only having students fall behind, but really just they're not retaining the information in, in a way that they would need to to be able to continue their educational journey, let's say, even into high school and then university? Yeah, get to that. One personal note, I mean, I have a six-year-old, and, uh, you know, my wife and I are trying to get him, he's in first grade, to get him to learn. And when he gets frustrated, I've seen him sometimes just close the computer, uh, you know, and that's something we can't prevent. You, you can't run over there. The teacher can't prevent that. Uh, she's, you know, on the other end of it, and he just closes the computer, says, I, I can't do it, I don't want to do it. And you have to go back, stop what you're doing, help him and, you know, tell him that, that it's okay, you can do this, slow down. But, you know, on a personal level, so it's you have to monitor some of these kids all the time when they're on this learning. Uh, you know, going back to your point about future generations, going, I've heard a number of educators, um, my, my mom, in fact, and another personal note, is it, it was a teacher for 50 years. Um, and they're all talking about how this generation socially, you know, they won't have that interaction. You talk about elementary school kids, the formative years that we may barely remember, but it did form who we are at the core, uh, kindergarten, elementary school, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. And they rely on those interactions with other students to figure out, you know, what is normal, what is not normal, what is good, what is bad, how I should behave with others, how to interact, how to solve conflicts going forward. And I have heard a number of psychologists that I've talked to uh, about a month ago talk about you know, conflict resolution. And that, that will be lost on an entire generation if they're just doing it over the computer because they can do exactly what my son was doing, is just shutting the computer. But that's not how you resolve a conflict. Yeah. So, so there, is, there are real deep concerns going forward with kids not having in-person learning. Absolutely, and those are such prominent examples being able to I'm sure add into your reporting too on this because it is such an issue that is affecting American families across the board in every state in the United States. And it's something that, as we've talked about, has long consequences and, and also this snowball effect of affecting kids, parents, and everyone in between. So it, it's certainly an important story. And I know that our viewers and listeners appreciate your coverage on it. Edward Lawrence, yeah. Fox News and Fox Business correspondent, joining us today on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Edward, thank you for your time. Thanks, Trey. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Yeah. 
Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.